You're listening to A Not-So-Private Practice, and we are your hosts, Steph and Laura. Consider this your backstage pass to all the weird and wonderful things that happen behind the curtain of group practice ownership. Hey, everyone. Today, we're here to talk about front desk support. And we have our front desk team here. You're going to get to meet them later. Stevie, our office manager, and Shalann, our other admin person. And they are an extremely valuable part of how our office runs, wouldn't you say, Steph? Extremely valuable. Yeah. And I would say that we really come to appreciate how valuable they are on the days that they're not there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Friday pump-up music or Monday mellow jams (laughs) playing when we come in in the morning. I I find the waiting room is extremely quiet because we just forget to turn the music on altogether. Totally. And nobody's really talking because it's so quiet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then usually someone asks us if there's a voicemail, like a client who's called to cancel or something like that. And yeah, somehow neither you nor I can remember what the voicemail password is. Right. Inevitably, that happens every time. Yeah. So we send a little shamey text message to them. Hey, would you mind telling us one more time? (laughs) Totally. Totally. Or my favorite is like the toilet paper in the bathroom hasn't been restocked. Uh Uh-huh. And there's inevitably a clinician that comes out and says, where do I find more toilet paper? Yeah. And then we calmly and coolly divide ourselves. One goes to one storeroom, the other goes to the other. (laughs) And inevitably one of us comes up with toilet paper. It's in one place or the other. We'll find it. Just give us a moment. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So we make jokes about what happens in their absence, but we really feel it when they're not there. And I mean, I think it just speaks to the importance of this role in like the daily running and operation of this place. You know, they take on client care and they take on managing the office and, and those things are really important. But you know, to me, it's like the presence that they have at the front in the office when mm. people walk in and the energy that they bring to the space is probably one of the things I value the most. Yeah, me too. We're excited to introduce them to you. Yeah, let's get into it. So we have always had front desk support since the day that we opened. I don't think we really considered going without it. No. And I mean, my experience through my internship and my first number of years of working in private practice, I worked in a group that had a front desk team. And so I didn't actually consider the possibility that that was like not an option. In the months before we met Shalann, I was gearing up to head out on mat leave and we had just lost our receptionist who covered the bulk of the front desk hours. And we were two months from opening our second location. And that's when we met Shalane. So Shalane's husband is a clinician in our office. And when he decided to sign on with us, he came in with Shalane. We had a meeting with them to just talk about how the process works and, and what it means to be a clinician with us. And when they left, I mean, we'd already met him. So we were like, he's great. Like, mm-hmm. we want him here. His energy is great. He's great. But when they left that meeting that day, we both looked at each other and we were like, She's awesome. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) How do we get her here? How do we get her here? And kind of like through him and through little kind of like conversations over the next few weeks, there was a lot of hinting from her that she also wanted to be here. Yes. With us. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of worked out beautifully. Yeah. So you're about to hear from Shalane. 
So Shalane, tell us a little bit about what was going on for you behind the scenes. How did you come to work for us? So when I came to work for you before, I actually was the one that got Kai connected with you guys. Because one of your other clinicians is they went to school together and she had told me that she'd met with you guys and she was going to work with you online. And so I was like, well, Kai wants to do private practice. If they want a male, they need to get him in there. Yeah. (laughs) And so then they hired him. And then just from like talking with him and he was saying that like, oh, they need people at the front desk. And I had just had my baby and I was like, I need out. (laughs) <laughs> I need a break. I was like, so if they want someone that wants to like work with my hours, like I I can do it. I can be a receptionist. I think I remember him sort of saying it like, hey, Shalane might be interested. And then when we found ourselves with this huge gap in front desk support, I can't remember how it happened. I think we reached out to Kai and we're like, did you mean mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And yeah. we'll take whatever yeah. we can get. Yeah. Right. We were really desperate and yeah. we had so many balls in the air and your capacity to just like step in and just take care of it. It was a thing that I just like came to rely on. I knew when you were going to be there, I was like, it's all going to be fine. Yeah. So Shalane was covering a few of those missing hours when it worked for her with her schedule. But the thing that it did really highlight for us as this kind of season continued to unfold was that we needed to fill those hours of that receptionist who had left, mm-hmm. the 15 to 20 hours of um, that person who had left. We'd been piecing it together, you know, and our other receptionist was was carrying quite the brunt of the hours and it was, it was just not feasible. So we started interviewing and we hired Stevie, who is here with us today mm-hmm. as well. Stevie, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to work for us? For sure. So I had graduated from the counseling program at my college, and I was hoping that I would find something more close to my passion, close to my niche, but involved these like organizational pieces. And I saw that you guys were like looking for someone at the front desk. And I was like, oh, that's really cool that a counseling office, like I could have like bridge those two things. Mm. So Stevie joins us and um, she takes on these sort of like afternoon hours working in conjunction with the other receptionist who was still there in the morning and Shalane, who was kind of like a few hours on various evenings um, and then working a bit from home. And it was rolling. We were in the mat leave. We had opened up the new location. It was it was cruising, uh, sort of. And I was (laughs) exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. I was exhausted and feeling like it was it was becoming a bit unsustainable. Yeah. I think that was the hardest, for me, that was the hardest year on our friendship. Yeah. Like the disparity between me in this cocoon of mat leave and you holding so much. Yeah. uh, Which, I mean, I I knew you would do for me. I knew I would do for you. And yet it was like, this is so. Yeah, it was hard. Totally. It was hard. and, And it brought us full circle back to this conversation where like, we're looking at our finances and our budget. And like, we don't have a lot of wiggle room to bring on a 40 hour a week office manager. And like, we just won't sustain moving forward if we don't. And so we ended up in this like really tough space where we were like, okay, in order to like increase our capacity to make the kind of money we need to cover this, Mm. we need this. Mm -hmm. It was sort of this vicious cycle and this kind of like risk that we decided that we had to take primarily for my own well-being and for the like state of our relationship and the business. Yeah. So I want to talk a bit about what our experience was in terms of um, getting ready for this. So 
we had been working with this business coach who had really helped us a lot in terms of like narrowing down what mattered and what was important in the hiring. And so we uh, wrote up a job description for an office manager, for an office manager yeah. and we uh, put it online. And behind the scenes, the constant conversation was, don't you just think Stevie can do it? Yes. Yes. Don't you just think Stevie can do it? And yeah. it was, we constantly went around and around and we kept coming back to like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Stevie could do it? Yeah. And, and then the, we're like, well, let's just interview a bunch of people. And if she's the best candidate, then yeah. she's the best candidate, right? Yeah. I remember when this was happening, having like a conversation with you, Steph, you need someone like full-time. And I was like, mm. you should hire Stevie. Yeah. You were onto the You vibe. were onto it. Yeah. You know, and, and so Stevie, the truth <laughs> of it is, we never interviewed anybody else. What? <laughs> no, that can't be true. It's true. true. What? It's true. I like you. <laughs> we oh my God. applicants that were just not even close to qualified really? enough. Because I feel like I saw applications coming in and yes. I was like, man, they're so good. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> we, we, it, it had the them. illusion <laughs> of multiple <laughs> interviewees. Yeah. But really, we just, as we did the cursory overview of uh, resumes, we're like, oh, these this, these wow. people just are not nearly as qualified as Stevie. So Well, and Stevie's oh a part gosh. of our community. And she, you know, this is a great opportunity for us. And for her, it's already here. It's all already here. Mm. And so we then approached you, right? About well, we applying. interviewed you. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, well, first right. we approached you. And yeah. what was that? Tell us about that. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. I was like, wow, okay, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but also, what a great opportunity, like chance mm. to grow and learn and try something new. I like a challenge, so sure. But I just remember thinking like, they're probably just offering it to me because they need someone, but they're going to find someone better, mm. like for sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm like flabbergasted mm -hmm. that you did not interview anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> this was Stevie's first learning of this. Yeah, yeah. She had never told yeah. her. Yeah, we'd surprise her with that. Yeah. Big yeah. Yeah. Well, we interviewed her. We went through the process and yeah. we, interviewed, we interviewed you and it just confirmed everything we already knew. Yeah. 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 And so just to be clear, Stevie at this time is working at the front desk but Steph and I are essentially, mostly Steph, because I'm on my leave, are holding the managerial role. And we're wanting to make this transition to someone taking on a significant portion of the management. Am I saying that accurately? Yeah. And so we're, we approach Stevie saying, would you consider taking yeah. on this role? You'll keep some of your familiar tasks, but it would involve having this kind of oversight of the whole practice. Yeah. And it aligned well because things had changed a bit for Shalane and you were able to offer a few more hours mm. in office as well. And, you know, with Stevie taking on this 40 hour a week office manager role and Shalane offering us more time, we felt really like we had nailed it. We were like, oh, yeah. we have a new team here. Yeah. Yeah. So you were the best candidate, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely. Genuinely. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of knew it in our gut from the beginning. We just mm. wanted to be thorough. And then it was just so just obvious. Just keep me guessing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of course. See how anxious we can make her. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. You started yeah. as an office mm -hmm. manager in October of last year. Right. We're a year in or coming up to a year. Mm -hmm. Tell us how you would describe kind of the journey and where you're at now in the role. Yeah. So I remember when we were transitioning my role, 
there wasn't really a lot of systems for organizing the front desk stuff. We were kind of just doing our best as a team to like communicate things through emails. We had so many emails in the inbox, like thousands and thousands of emails. Mm. And I would just, one day I was like, I can't do this. And I just Mm -hmm. cleaned up all the emails and I organized them. And that's kind of how we did it. Like as the months went on, we just found another project or piece that we needed to clean up, organized it. And I found a new system, but Shalane was like so great because every time I like thought of something new that we could organize. I'd be like, hey, what do you think of this thing? And she'd be like, that's great. Let's do it. Like immediately. I'm like, awesome. You're the best. And then she'd give me her very like blunt feedback after good or bad, which was so helpful. Hmm. And then we could kind of move forward from there, which was really nice. And then I don't know. I just feel like you guys were always so good at giving me guidance as Hmm. well, because Hmm. I did not know how to carry the role well. I'd never been in a place like that before. So being able to take on these new tasks, but also navigate the change in role from receptionist to like helping clinicians more, helping Shalane more, seeing the bigger picture. Cause it's hard to like do that when you're in the role of front desk as well. Yeah. So it took a lot of journeying that way to be able to see the big picture of like how you want your business to function. Yeah. 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 I remember some of our conversations through the first year. If I distill it down, it was us saying over and over, we really trust you. Like yeah. you, we know you can hold this and mm. um, just wanting to empower you to have as much ownership as possible over right. sort of the big picture of your role. And then it's always so pleasant meeting with you because we say, here's what we see, here's what we want, here's what we believe in. And then you just, every time we're like, okay, thank you. That's helpful. And mm. then you would go off and we'd see change. Yeah. We'd see you execute the feedback like immediately. So it was like, wow, what a like joy to get to empower you more and more as yeah. the year went on. Mm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think the empowerment goes beyond the systems and the structure too. You know, the you and I have had many conversations over yes. the last year around kind of the leadership mm-hmm. element of this, right? Yeah, and huge. how to, yeah, how you want to be in relationship with these clinicians when you are in this role yeah. of managing their schedules and you're the one who sometimes has to boundary them. And, <laughs> and that has been you know, for me, a really meaningful journey to witness as I've watched you take that on in your own kind of like authentic and unique way and to see how it has, um, like how the relationships that you have with everyone in the office has evolved mm-hmm. as a consequence of that. Yeah, it's changed a lot. It's changed yeah, for a sure. lot. Because I vibe now. Yeah, I went from <laughs> feeling kind of like everyone else's employee. And now I feel like we're this big team, like a Mm. unit. Mm, And there's a lot of negotiating. There's a lot of talking and trying to meet everyone's needs, but in a way that's like very holistic to what your business values and Mm. the way that you value like the clients coming in as well. Yeah. Tell us a bit about how you negotiate the client care pieces of it. You know, every clinician has their own ways of wanting to run their part of like their business as a private practice as well, honoring how obviously they're using your space and how they're reflecting your business as a whole, but they like to do their own scheduling. They like to see certain people or work with different modalities and things like that. So it's kind of this big, and Shalane knows, navigating what the client needs, what the clinician can provide, but also like how you can make the perfect fit is kind of the biggest thing. Mm, Like bridging that. Yeah, Yeah. bridging that. So that also clinicians don't feel like, oh, well, I'm not equipped to carry what this client needs. You know, the client care piece has been the focus for you for the last couple of months. We've been talking about it a lot. 
I would like to hear more from both of you around like how you balance the two roles that you have as you're working with the clients mm. and the clinicians. Yeah. And like like together. Together yeah. or, you know, because you're Yeah. Cause it kind of started like very admin focused. Yeah. Like we had a list of things we had to hit every time yes. we talked to a client, like all the information we needed. Yeah. Making sure we get XYZ from each clinician. And it was kind of like a like like an assembly line. It was Yeah, it was very efficient. It was very like efficient, like, okay, let's yes. boom, 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 next client, boom, 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 mm. get them yes. But then the struggle was I don't know, people maybe falling through the cracks because we're yes. so efficient or people feeling that they didn't have quite the right fit. Like it mm-hmm. was close, but not quite because we were just so fast. Mm-hmm. So we had to really slow down and it became a lot more personal, relational, yeah. I found. Yeah. We've, well, even like yeah. changing like uh, like our emails and stuff. So like Stevie like created like these templates because we would like, we email like back new clients that email into us and just be like, hey, like thanks for reaching out to us. But we would like, if it was me, I would sign off like my name. And if it was Stevie, she'd sign off her name. And mm-hmm. then Stevie, would, but then like, I'm not always there. So sometimes like I would be talking to the client, then Stevie would, and then back and forth. So Stevie was like, you know, look, I like changed it. So now our like sign off is like the admin, like front desk team. It's like the front mm-hmm. desk care team. Yeah. yeah. And it's like together. So like now we kind of sign our emails as like, we would love to help you and we would love mm-hmm. to do this. And then that way, like you're talking to both of us. We're both here for you. So mm-hmm. like if one day they talk to Stevie and one day they talk to me, they know that like we're a team, we're working together. Yeah, it's not a surprise yeah. that you're talking to someone new. Well, and I think it makes a lot of difference. I mean, what I hear from clients is that one of the best things that... Uh, they find in their experience of coming to Shoreline is that when they, you know, gather the courage to make that first phone call to book in to go for counseling or to send that first email to get Mm. themselves connected to us, they're met with this like very client-focused, warm, Mm -hmm. this sort of, as Shalan says, like we're here for you vibe. And, you know, the way that we've talked about the evolution of that, the four of us, is really that that is you guys carry that mm-hmm. all the way until the client is handed off to the clinicians. Yes. Mm-hmm. That yeah. They're in your care until they have their first session. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I love about it is that I can trust that even though I don't know all of these clients and I don't meet most of them, that I know from the minute they contact us to the minute they end up in a room with a therapist that they are very well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we're going to tie all this together here. Yeah. You know, Laura, what do you think is like, as a group practice owner, what do you think has changed the most now that we have this like full admin Mm -hmm. front desk support? There's this funny experience sometimes of knowing I don't know every single thing Mm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And that can feel uncomfortable at times, but it's mostly welcome because as our business grows, there's no way for you and I to know every single thing. Sometimes that happens in funny ways, like the time that Shalan ordered one ply toilet paper. And oh my gosh. <laughs> we heard no end of it from all of our clients. Uh, I was... No, I from was, the counselor. <laughs> well, I ran a group while that toilet paper was still in stock. <gasps> oh, that's and right. One of the clients said that it felt like she was wiping herself with her hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think another one said, everything about this space is cozy, warm, and luxurious, 
except for the bathroom where it feels like I'm in prison. (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 you know, we, you know, this is the risk of being a group practice owner and like putting all your trust in your front desk people is like sometimes, you know, they don't read the one pie. Sure. And like for me at the beginning, it was really hard to imagine not kind of having my finger on most things that were happening in the office. And it's been a big learning curve for me to just not worry about those things and just leave it in your very trusting and capable (laughs) Mm -hmm. hands. Having the two of you running this office has totally changed my life. Yeah. Mm. Like it is a completely different experience for me. It's given me more flexibility to do the things that I excite me and that I want to do. And um, I don't spend all of my nights having nightmares about the office or all of my showers or walks thinking about all the things that I need to do. And it has just, um, it has made the world of difference yes. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love this work. And I think you are starting to deeply resent this work. Yeah. And we have mm. this commitment that we address resentment whenever it comes up. And yeah. so for me to watch you from Matt Leave and now back from Matt Leave, back in full force, be lightened of that unbearable load yeah. is such a relief yeah. to me. And too. I mean, I think in reflection, it's like, the practice just got too big yeah. for the two of us to have our hand in everything. And, you know, I couldn't say how many clients or how many clinicians that was where that tipping point really became mm-hmm. evident. But, you know, over the like 10 to 15 client clinician mark, it was like touch and go there until we got to that tipping point where there was it was just too big. Yeah. 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 So hard not to know everything at times. And totally. uh, it's the only way. Totally. If you're going to grow this big. Totally. It's, it's like to, to let just go. like let go of some control and just trust that, you know, for me, I look at the decision making that you and I have done with regards to how we've hired and filled these roles. And I just trust that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks for listening in and getting to enjoy Shalane and Stevie with us as much as we get to enjoy them day to day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to A Not So Private Practice. Please be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and throw down a review if you are enjoying the show, as it helps other listeners find us. In real life, you can find Laura and Steph at www.anotsoprivatepractice.ca. A special thanks and shout out to Podfather Creative for producing and editing this episode. Bye.